Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. God made man in his own image. I have never seen anybody saying, I am the image of God. They don't talk in that tense because it's not for talking, it's to be experienced. So, the only thing is, you have forgotten your truth. You, pure I, pure Self is God. In reality you are God. You just have forgotten it. Don't ask me why. That you will get the answer when you remember yourself as God again. See, somehow that is what we call kind of illusion or delusion or maya or the primordial sin, the basic sin, just forgetting our truth, original nature. And that is the reason why every religion talks about knowing, know thyself, knowledge. Simply you have to know, that's all. You don't need to do anything. Know that you are that same image. We just have forgotten it. But even even the even if one has the best of t- intentions and wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to know it today, mm-hmm. it finds it very difficult. I mean, we, uh, that's it. You are trying to know with your limited mind. See? It's not within the grasp of the mind. You have to understand it Know it without the help of the mind, because mind has its limited. And that, when I say without the help of the mind, it uh, sounds like a kind of philosophy, hmm? because uh, to my understanding, philosophy is something that neither the speaker nor the listener understands. <laughs> it's true, because real philosophy cannot be understood by the mind. The speaker when he uses the mind and the listener when he uses the mind to understand, neither of them are not going to, are going to understand the philosophy. I must rise above my mind or at least I must use a clean, a pure mind which is almost similar to the God in you. And you should also listen with the same clarity, then we understand each other. So the best way to know ourselves is to keep our mind clean, as clean as possible, crystal clear. That's the only way. We don't need to worry about God at all. God is there always, within, without, everywhere. It will just shine by itself if we could clean the mind. Something like you keep cleaning the surface of a wall, polish it, all of a sudden you get the reflection. It's a little crude. Refine the mind. Here I just am reminded of the very word refinement. What do you call refinement? When you say, I have to refine myself, you seem to say, I have to return to my fineness. Refine. Is it? That's why I said, you were fine originally, somehow you got defined. <laughs> so you always identify yourself with some kind of definition. Huh? 
the definition is a definement if you remove all those definitions you are refined see so what cause of the definitions you are wrong identification you as pure i you just don't stay there i am so and so that so and so is an addition to that i and you are colored by that you are covered by that you are more or less uh, fettered by that when you liberate yourself from this identifications free yourself as simple i you are the god you are the self pure i are there are there techniques to polish the mind or is it just just by this kind of thinking itself that the mind polishes yes, itself a direct way is just to analyze but if one cannot not all are clever in doing that then they have to slowly remove themselves from the binding definitions into other definitions which will not ultimately bind you that is what you call instead of ordinary worldly lower activities with selfishness you begin to perform your activities as a dedication which becomes a holy act you still do something so instead of doing the wrong thing undesirable thing you do something right ultimately then you become that clean even the right thing thoughts will leave you away will keep you free i give a nice example for that see a dirty cloth you want to clean the dirt certainly you don't want to destroy the cloth so to remove the dirt what do you do go to the shop and buy another piece of dirt which you call the soap eh a soap is nothing but a dirt maybe good smelling good looking but still it's a piece of dirt and you apply the newly bought nice scented dirt over to the old dirt which you don't want anymore and so you rinse the cloth you put that in the bottle so that they can have better communication with each other the new dirt and the old dirt when you squeeze them together you know the old that when it sees a new dirt it forgets the cloth while welcoming the new dirt and say hey come on where did you come from what is your name <laughs> and they come up well you know easily eh? flocks eh? birds of the flock eh? same flock eh? same feather flock together <laughs> <laughs> so the old that forgetting the cloth welcomes the new dirt and they start playing together and the laundry man knows the exact time he just dips the cloth into the water and takes out only the cloth comes the old dirt and the newly bought dirt remain in the water that means only a dirt can remove a dirt so instead of the dirty dirt you pick up a better dirt <laughs> and that is what we call spiritual practices i am sorry to say this <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sometimes plain truth is a little hard to hear <laughs> it's uh, see that's why you don't see anything open naked because it's not even though we came naked eh? we don't like to see naked truth eh? is it nice? 
we have got hypnotized that way. If anybody goes naked, he says, oh, look at that horrible thing he is doing. But he came that way. Everybody came that way. Nobody came with a piece of uh, linen on the body. Because we have been conditioned, we don't want to accept the plain fact, plain truth. It should be always covered and colored. Somehow we got used to it. A plain apple is no good, no delicious thing. If you make it into a pie, oh, it's very delicious. We failed completely to notice natural things in the natural way. So, when I say some holy practices like your mantra, your japa, your prayer, it's all a kind of better dirt. You may be even feeling that I'm insulting your practices. But the truth is truth. You cannot even depend on your mantra and tantra and prayer then you are still not independent. You are not free. If you want to be free, you have to be one day completely free yourself from the gurus, from yoga practices, from everything. Just be alone, be free. Not depending on anything. But until you learn that freedom, instead of the undesirable dependency, we have to give you something to stick around. So we give you something better which will not affect you later on. That's why the scriptures talk it clearly. Na karmana, na prajaya, dhanena, kyagena ikena, amurtatva manasa. Not by doing anything you are going to achieve God or the immortal principle in you, but by renouncing everything. Everything includes all your practices. But when we come, until we come to that level, we still have to have some hold, somewhere. That's the reason why, instead of wasting your energy into undesirable things, at least do something useful to people. So from bad to good, from good to something neutral. That's the process. Because ultimately, God is neutral. Hmm? What is the core of God? The very central part of God, G-O-D, is it not? Which is the very center of God? Huh? O, is it not? G-O-D, the center of God is O. What does O stand for? It, it could be a complete or it could be a zero. So God is a zero. God, <laughs> have mercy on me. <laughs> and sometimes uh, uh, I feel that I am insulting him or something. He knows I am talking the truth. <laughs> because he is neutral to everything. God is that big O. O is either full or nil. Both extremes. He is complete, he is nothing. The extremes look alike. But that neutral O seems to be flanked with two letters. One is G, the positive side, the good side. So the G stands for good. The other side is D, stands for the devilish. <laughs> huh? 
so the negative side the negative part of god is divine devil the positive part of god is good something divine hmm? but the central part of god is neither divine nor devilish he is just neutral he loves both otherwise where can there be a devil without him who created he created everything where can there be a devil then without him that's what if it depends upon from where you begin if you begin to read god from g it's god to you if you read god from d what will happen hmm? I, I, i don't think i should say that eh? <laughs> <laughs> because if you read g o d is god if you read d o g i don't know what it means <laughs> so it all depends upon from what angle you see god change your angle to the right side to get right thing so there's nothing good or bad intrinsically it all depends upon from where you see what if someone heard your words this morning and and, and then concluded that they weren't going to engage in any spiritual practices what what if someone heard your to- your talk yes and uh, was so impressed by 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 this that they decided they wouldn't engage in any spiritual practices at all that they would just that they would just go right to the zero if fine if they if they can do that's fine yes but who if they can go right to the zero they are over, over immediately enlightened i hope that there will be a thousand people at least like but, but <laughs> the problem is they become is. zero what happens they become completely neutral and it's the neutral people that are going to be very useful for everybody because they are not taking sides take for example a judge should be completely neutral a politician should be completely neutral anybody who wants to serve the world should be completely neutral he should not take sides he should cannot be prejudiced by anything he cannot have anything as his own but if i say my country is india then i look america as something different hmm? i am limited to my country and i see it's your country that's my country so you are limited if i am neutral everything is mine and nothing is mine then i serve everybody equally i am not prejudiced i don't see one man is different from the other man i don't have a friend or foe god is like that god never distinguishes people he serves he blesses both the thief and the policeman huh? otherwise why should the god allow the thief to get away with that thing hmm? he could have stopped him there itself to save the policeman suffered he hmm? did okay take it away go but the time will come when he catches you i'm not going to do anything that means he is neutral he blesses everybody he hates nobody that kind of neutrality is very very important to judge people to weigh people and to serve them equally like a judge where do you have justice in the balance is it not the symbol of justice means a balance in very many courts we see that what is it he is a balanced man he never swings to the defendant side or the offender side he is neutral 
Then they, oh, is there a bigger one? There's nothing bigger. The bigger one is always simple. But God is always, the simplest thing in the world is God. But unfortunately, that has become the most complicated thing nowadays. So, mantra should be very simple. Om, or if somebody wants to add something, Om Shanti, Hari Om. There are a few, there are many, could be selected, either people can get selected by other teachers who were practicing the Japa practices. They can read many of the other mantras from the books, but it's always better to uh, get the mantra from a person who has been using it. And not only he gives the mere word, how to repeat, but when he gives that initiation, what we call, he gives a little bit of the mantra energy also into him. He, he transmits a little of his own energy, which he has been accumulating by his practice. Like pouring a drop of culture into a big pot of milk, so that the culture can convert the entire pot of milk into yogurt. What a nice name, yogurt, isn't it? Yes. So that is why the mantras, until you get such an opportunity to get a little bit of the mantra vibration transformed, you can just repeat the mantra. Om, Om Shanti, Hari Om. That um, when you repeat that, you just become aware of the vibration. Should it be mentally repeated or? or uh, there are many ways. It's always a beginner should better do verbal repetition. And then when he gets used to that, after some time he can just do it mentally, but still the lips should move. At least you are including the a part of the body also into your practice, just by lifting, moving the lips. And then when you feel more into it, when you see that the mind is not distracted here and there, then you get into mental repetition. But at one point, maybe you think that, oh, the mind is so gathered, now I am ready to do mentally. When you do mental repetition, if you see the mind straying out here and there, immediately come back to the verbal repetition. You can dwell in all the three levels until you are able to focus the mind on the vibration well. And then when you get that, after months of practice, it all depends upon how sincere and how regular you are, you begin to feel the vibration within, and sometimes you can even listen to that vibration inside. Then you just simply have to sit that song. You don't need to do anything. The mantra takes over, and you just simply become a witness to that vibration. Simply observe that vibration. It develops by itself. It grows by itself. And then that calms the mind, that cleans the mind, not only the mind, body also. Many, many of the physical ailments can be completely cured just by mantra repetition. It's a sound theory. And it's a sound treatment too. <laughs> yes. And I, I give you an example for it, a proof. Na by nature, you do that. 
more than your medicines and injections the sound becomes very effective and you do it without even your knowing when you are really in pain and there is high fever or something what do you do you just crook yourself and say, mm, mm, mm. isn't it so what is that that's mantra yes you may say you are moaning or groaning but you may give a different name but to me it's a mantra you are humming you are producing sound vibration that soothes you that makes you feel comfortable see the nature works without even you are knowing that that's why just by mantra alone we can cure lot of ailments when one is repeating the mantra should should there be any thought or should should one consider any particular kind of thought or any attitude of mind well is the mind should become aware of the very repetition itself in the beginning from going out here and there and then certain mantras can have a meaning also but it's not necessary because the people who are who want to have something more concrete they can have a meaning and even a form to go with the meaning a deity we call it ishta devata we call it your mantra is called the chosen mantra ishta mantra ishta means the chosen the beloved so the mantra has a deity that again goes with the science if you keep on repeating a note it can produce a form the science proves it nowadays so you keep on repeating a mantra you can get a vision of a, an image a deity a form and normally it is recognized certain mantras can produce certain deities so you are already given a deity if you want it that way so that becomes an object to see and something to repeat and to listen with does om relate particularly to that that kind of neutral uh, ocean like yes om is more universal it is exactly the same even the om even when we say you repeat the om you just simply create a momentum even without you are repeating the om is constantly being repeated within you if you simply close your ears and just sit for a minute quietly you can hear the sound om within that is the part of the cosmic sound functions within you in the beginning there was the word the word was with god the word was god says bible so god is word the unmanifested essence what we call god first expressed himself or herself as the sound which is humming even om is a kind of spoken name for that sound but the real name for it is pranava in sanskrit pranava means the one that hums so om is only a verbal expression just the hum is the beginning of god god's expression and that's why you are the image of god you should have the hum always in you but unfortunately it hums only within you don't have time to listen to that 
because we hear a lot of hums outside. So when we stop listening the outside hum, you can listen to the inner hum. What should one, one final question about this, what should one do when, uh, when stray thoughts do come? Should one uh, forcibly concentrate on the, on the own or, or how should you deal with that? Well, there are two ways. If other stray thoughts come, first I would say try to ignore it and keep repeating the mantra. Maybe even louder. If you repeat louder, then the other thoughts will not come and interfere that much because you are listening to your own sound. You are more involved in it. With all that, if the other thoughts come and interfere too much and if you cannot cope up with then you temporarily suspend your repetition and then take the very thought itself. Analyze it. Hey, who are you? Where did you come from? What is the purpose of your bothering me? Let me dispose you and go back to my work. You start analyzing the thought. Very often you will see it's just an undesirable thing. Simply came to interfere. It may not have even a purpose there. You will just laugh at it. Okay, then go. First try to ignore. If you cannot, analyze it. Maybe a thought comes, oh, I should go to the cinema, it's time for the cinema. A thought comes like that. You just take it. Oh, I see. Which is more important to me? My meditation or going to cinema? I've gone to the cinema many a times. What did I gain? I didn't gain much. I'm not here to forego my meditation in the place of cinema. So you analyze your own, the pros and cons, and then you dismiss it. If it's still going to bother you a lot, Okay, I'll suggest better stop the meditation, go to the cinema, come back and meditate. <laughs> because some people cannot analyze, cannot dispose and dismiss that way. Okay, go there. But don't make it a business regularly because every time you do, you are renewing the desire. The best way is to analyze it. That's why even the life should be regulated. If the very life is led in a peaceful way, in a more concentrated way, such thoughts will not come and interfere much. That's why I always say, you can't just simply sit and meditate for 15 minutes and just ignore everything and follow your mind wherever it takes you throughout the day. You have to be always coordinating. There should be some sort of discipline in the very life itself. Because the major part of your life is going to decide what you are becoming. So the mantra can be used during the day as, as well as when, in sitting meditation? Yes. Even during the day, when you, when you drive, when you go, when you don't need the mind for anything else, you can repeat your mantra. Mantra can be something for the mind to hold on so that it won't be mischievous. It won't just go wherever it wants. i just give you a small example. Once a great saint, I think it's Ramakrishna Paramahamsa, said that. Mantra is like a chain in the trunk of an, of an elephant. Once a, a mouth, elephant trainer, was taking an elephant for a bath and it was not going quietly, it was just swaying its trunk and pulling everything on the side, breaking the limbs of the trees and fences and it didn't keep quiet. So 
he just played a trick. He took a piece of chain and, come on, hold on to this and walk. So when it held the chain, it couldn't swing the trunk here and there. It went quietly. So like that, you give something to the mind to hold on. And then when you want another important work to be done, you just tell the mind, okay, temporarily put it aside, go, finish that job. When the mind says, yes, I finished it, okay, come back, pick it up again. <laughs> See? Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.